0: Uh, this this year we are, as Hashem, going to be learning the Torah of the Grah on Fridays. We spoke a little bit about the G'ra and Tfila last Friday, um, but I, I, I want to sort of introduce elements of the Grah today. It, it could be it'll be a, a multi-part sort of introduction, but I want to do a derech, Torah, derech different ideas, and to express it in a way which can be which can be important. Um, to give a little bit of context, there are a variety of Talmide Hagrah that relate to the gra with a degree of reverence, a stature that we do not find with other people. That amongst Ahronim, if we're talking about Ahronim, and this is the line that we'll come back to, that have almost the status that is greater than a regular achron. so the Grah would most certainly be on, uh, on the majority of people's shortlist. What I want to be able to do is for the first, I guess, I would say longer kind of an introduction, to root it in elements of Torah, is to explore in a broader way the phenomenon and the capacity to argue with previous generations. Amoraim and tanna'im, Saburaim, and Geonim an Gemara, Rishonim geonim, Achronim on Rishonim. When are you allowed to argue with people of a previous stature or a previous level? What is the nature of that particular din? We'll see some very fundamental and very important Torah. And then we'll try to explore those who claim that whatever the standards happen to be, the gra was of a different category, and the gra was of a was was able to break quote unquote the rules quote unquote. And we'll try to uh, elaborate in the following way. Okay, so let us begin with a little bit of a hakdama in the world of Torah. I think many of us are brought up in the idea that Amuram can't argue with Tanaim and Noah can argue with the Gemara and can argue with Shonim. We're going to try to pin that down a little bit better. I think in the past it could be that we've spoken about this more. I'm actually, I actually have no idea. But, but let's, uh, let's go like this. The Rambam writes Mamrim, in parak Bez, Halakha's Aleph and Bez. The Rambam tells us a couple of very, very important things. What he tells us in Halakha Aleph is that if in Haggadol makes a drasha and then another Bezdin comes along and they want a darshan, that pasuk, differently... ...at a later stage in history... ...they have the right to do so... ...as the Torah tells us... asher yiyeh b'yamim haheim... ...it's a Torah in Parsha... ...shoftim... That you, ...that you go to the shofit of that generation... ...yiftach <speaking in> bedoro <Hebrew> Kashmul bedoro... ...whoever is in charge... ...and later generations can reinterpret psukim... ...differently than earlier generations... ...with, however, the Ram tells us... <speaking in Hebrew> ...so that's where the Gemara tells us... ...the beginning of Messechus Megillah... ...is I think the most well-known context that based in based in Kane, gadol Menu That that when it comes to changing de Rabbanon that becomes a bigger challenge. But for Jerushas of Dine de it looks like Hashofi they're allowed to mess around they can argue with previous Jerushas on the context on that Rambam, the Kesef Mishnah has a very, very well known comment. The Kesef Mishnah says as follows He says, Well, wait a minute. If you are allowed to interpret Jerashas differently than previous Bezdins, because you go to the generation, the Bezdin of your generation, so why can't Amoraim argue with Tanaim? It looks like it's built into when you learn Gemara, this idea, and Amoris says something. We ask a kasha on him from a Tana. Then we say something like, to Yufta, you know, what's going to be? Kasha, what's going to be? Tashma, we bring rayas. We have different indications that Amoraim don't argue with, with Tanaim. The nature of this is very intriguing. Peshama Fisher has a very, I think, important Peshat. But the of Mishnah says as follows. V'Ef-Shalomar, Shemiyom chasimas ha Hamishnah. that when the era of the Tanaim ended, Kimu channeling Purim a little bit, that holiday which is years away, Kimu kiblu achronim lo-Yichalku al-Harishonim. We were mechable upon ourselves that later generations won't argue with earlier ones. So Amoraim were Mikabel upon themselves, not to argue with Tanayim. That we have had these acceptances in Klal Yisrael, Kimu Vikiblu, that when there are generational gaps, the Mishnah identifies two of them. He identifies Amoraim to Tanayim and anyone onto the Gemara, that we were Mikabel upon ourselves. That we are not going to argue. We are not going to challenge anyone of the previous generation. It's not an ironclad rule as much as we were it upon ourselves. What's the nature of that Kabbalah? That's a discussion in Chazin Ish, a discussion in and Kuch Sofrim, how that works. That's a, we were Mikabal upon ourselves that. There is a Kovachi in Baba Basra. Rav Elchanan quotes Rav Chaim. This is a very, very, uh, I think, fascinating, fascinating uh, Mahalech. Where he's explaining the phenomenon, it's a Gemara Maseches Ksubis, it's a, it, 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 it's a Gemara referenced, and there in Baba Basra and Daf Kufayin in the Rashbam, that we know this is a phenomenon of Rav Tanahu Upalik, that Rav is a Tana, and he can argue with other Tanaim. But as we know, Rav also is sort of an Amora, and he argues with Amora. So when we were brought up, we were brought up with one Mahalach, and we shown him. At least I was. What's the deal with Rav? Rav is in between. Rav is like a little bit of a Tana and a little bit of an Amorah. So he can argue with Tana'im, but Amorahim can also argue with Rav. Rav has a different shot in that phenomenon. He says, and Amorah can argue with a Tana. Ah, oh, but we ask Kashas all the time, Tana'im and Amorahim, as if they can't. He says, He says, An Amorah doesn't want to do that. An Amorah decided upon himself, I'm allowed to, but I don't want to say the kind of statement upon which a Tana argues. So Amorayim, it's not like a din, as much as amoraim decided that they're not going to argue with Tanaim. It's a bit different than Katsusha in that sense. But, any amora that wanted to, and says, I want to, he has the right to argue with Tanayim. So what's the Pshat that Rav is Tanahu Upalig? The Pshat is not that Rav is in between on a generational level. The Pshat is that Rav decided I am not Mekabal upon myself, not to argue with Tanayim. That I'm deciding that I can take on Tanayam. I'm not going to hold back from making statements, from making statements if I if I if I want, that there is that capacity if I am so if I am so inclined. So we already see that there are elements of this idea. You see it in Rav, again in that Khanan. You see it again even in the Rav Chaim there. It's not that there's a built-in so for the of Mishnah, maybe there's a Kabbalah we have which is binding. But for some, Amaram could argue with Tanam if they wanted to. It would not be the biggest deal in the world. Can we show him argue with Geonim? Can we show him argue with Geonim if they want? So that is a rush in Mesekha Sanhedrin, Hedrin and Peragdal, Halachavav. The Rush quotes the Raivan. The Rivet it's based on a kind of the Balamor there, but the Rivet seems to understand, absolutely not. We should not take on geonim. The rush himself says, I'm not sure that's so. I'm not sure the gap between tanam namorayim, chasim es The post is true with geonim, him. maybe we could argue with geonim. And if you look at Rambam, the Rambam often seems to embrace that. The Rambam at times will quote geonim, and then I'll argue with it so go own him and we shown him maybe they could argue maybe they could argue if they are if they are so if they are so inclined the rama in khosh mishpat in simen khafei quotes this this rash that if Nira ladian ulavne doro mikolakh rayus makhrakhos if i have good raya's, huskar that i don't want to hold like the poskem say you're allowed to take on earlier post-game as long as it's not muskar B'Gemara. So really, you could argue, Rishonim, let's say Kornis Rosh, uh, could argue with Gaonim. He does issue a qualification there, Emma, that if it's a minug spread throughout Kalal Yisrael, so then you really shouldn't take them on at all. You really shouldn't take them on at all. But that's where we that's where we are. Two other points as far as uh, Hakdama. If you look at Revavadiyah's Hakdama Tiyabiya Omer, this is a very common in Sfardi Psak. Ravadia argues that really you shouldn't you really shouldn't be, when you're poscating a shaila, not only should you not be taking on Rishonim, he argues, and this is a big machlogem and Poskim, you really shouldn't be taking on earlier achronim unless others are with you. That that everything should really be built even on achroni achronim. That's why if you learn a chuva, ya be omer to Ravadia. it's a lot of quotations of, of Achronim, Moshe, a bit less it's in the past a lot that Ashkenazi psak often is more learning the sugya taking on even achronim at times and not and not others okay the gra what about achronim taking on rishonim what about achronim arguing with rishonim you see it sometimes sometimes like you're learning a sugya and it's like oh that's a halakha of the Yeshua which is against rishonim so sometimes they'll say things like lu lei harishonim and you never know how much is that like a one of these like uh and there's one, what's it called? It's a matir. Lule divri harishonim, I would say this. But sometimes it's a way of saying, like, I really think this is praat. You know? Or is it really like, a no, lule divri harishonim. Like, I would never, I was noting what I would have thought you know, in a in a surgya. Sometimes you have that kind of a question. So what about achronim arguing with, arguing with rishonim? So the rav of this Shul, kershin v'am, is a very chashu v'tam put out a sefer, a couple of svarim, put a sefer in Perke avos. So in his safer, he has a wonderful collection, uh, it's called Sefer Yidus Aaron. It's on Perkei Avos, page 276, 277, where he quotes a bunch of Achronim who speak about the phenomenon of, 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 of arguing with Rishonim. Because you'll see it once in a while. But he says as follows. He says as follows. No writes about Rishonim, mm-hmm. they are our lights, if not for Rishonim. We would be walking as blind people in the dark. All of Shas would be impossible to understand. Okay, we should never argue with the Rishonim. We can never really do so. Chuba not bihudim, adur kam or simin in Chuz between and Simin, speaks about them as datam rechava. Their vast, their knowledge is vast, and ours is very narrow. The Chazanishner chaim in Sof Simin Samach Dalit writes. That even they're just like shikel hadas, not their rias, their understanding, their their weighing of different information and different ideas is Torah We Should be very, very careful how we relate to them. And he points out that's why the that's one of the reasons why the base Yosef writes that has 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 a pasket in Shulchanarach. So he writes that there's the Rambam, the Rush, and the Rif. And whenever it's two against three, he passes like, like the two against three. Uh, why isn't he learn this on his own entirely? Decide what he thinks is actually the shot. Because the Rambam, the Riff and the rush, they're the Rambam, the Riff and the Rush, And I can't challenge the Rambam, the Riff and the Rush. They are, they are, they are. Achronim, don't, don't take on Rishonim, don't take on Rishonim the same way. That's why you have a line, I believe, quoted from Ruf Ber. this impacts our learning. Some of the guys in the morning said, he's like, wait a minute, I don't feel like we're learning Gemara in the mornings. I feel like we're learning the Rishonim's take on Gemara in the morning. Like, is it really, is, is morning, is like ever like, I mean, if you had this, in some high school, like Chumash classes, you have that question. Like, are we really learning Chumash right now? Or are we learning like you know, again different chumash class, different things. You, you, you learn the TBC guy, learn better Jack. You are learning Chumash, Mamish. But, but 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 in some places, it's like, am I learning like I was I was once sat in when I was in Smicha, they made us sit in on like uh, on uh, on different teachers at, at times. So I was sitting in on a teacher like in his Chumash class. It was an unbelievable shetikal Torah. It was as connected to Chumash I would argue as our share currently is to Kabbalah. Like it is, it is just like. It's like, what? There was a Passock quoted at one point in time. It was a beautiful Shikil Torah. It had, it, I mean, it's the it, way it, it was, but it, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, so, I have no idea why I was talking about that. I'm just going to move on. I forget. It. I'm it's very tired. Baer. Ah, so Baruch Ber understood that our job in learning Gemara, to Rav is to explain the Rishonim. We can't argue the Rishonim. Our Iker job is to explain how the Rishonim learn learn, learn the Sukkah the uh, they are, as Nobi Huda said, we'd be blind men trying to learn if you know figuratively, if not for the Rishonim that are there to explain it. And there are those who claim, as an example, I once heard, I think with Torsky quote from Or that Elu Dibri Lok came out anything, I think he said anything in a Rishon is Eluve Elu. Is that MS. Achronim could be Elu, but could also make mistakes. But with Rishonim, it's all together Eluve Elu, we try to explain, understand Rishonim. If we don't understand him, we try to bend over backwards. But that's 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 that. But now we approach the gra. Now we approach the gra. And the is going to have a little bit of a different take in a couple directions, yeah. Is and the no, so there are those who argue you could be machriya between Rishonim. I couldn't make my own shita against Rishon. Is what I would say. Well, a, a lot of do that. So bring your right the to like that, Akron Okay, that's uh the grush. The grush is unbelievable, unbelievable we're going to talk as a a lot about the Grah. We'll, we'll introduce elements of the Grah. but i want to just uh, the way people talk about the gra is 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 wild. the way people talk about the Grah is wild before we get to, before we even get to this point. that they, they quote... quote Avram ben hagra writes in the hagdama to say for Shno shnoselio, umeis ravanan saburai, the times of the Saburaim. that's post amoras, mm-hmm. lokam kamohu beriboy chiburav bitorespachavish alpak. They quote in the Hagdama, the Gra that from the time of the Saburayim there was no one like the Gra, who wrote as far as what he wrote on in all of Torah Shav and Torah Shalpa. <coughs> okay, in the Hagdama, they put it, when they put out the the Bir HaGra and the Medrash <coughs> Vos Hanelam that is quoted in different svarim. They write about the Gra even further. Lo inyan rabbeinu hagadol asher mimos rabbanan saburayi that from the time of the Saburaim the Goonim and onwards, there was no one that had everything in him, like the Grah did. Just to point out, there were a lot of very big rabbis in the times in between those things, like in the times of the Rishonim. The gra they're describing, they're speaking about the Gra with this unbelievable, unbelievable degree, degree of of reverence, of reverence, there are those who speak about the Grah as if he was mamish from a little bit of a different door from a different door I gotta get that more in second sorry the Chaz Nish has a little bit of a famous letter where the Chaz Nish is speaking about the authority of the Grah it's the Chaz Nish in Kobayitz Igros Chelek Aleph uh, the, the 32nd letter there here is on my base Anu misyachasim lahagra b'shura shall moshe ravenu Ezra Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Rav Ashi, Harambam, Hagra. Then the list of people who are like our Misora, there's like Moshe Rabbeinu, Ezra, Ezra was like very, very big, Rabbi Yudah HaNasi, Mishnah, Rav Ashi, Gemara, Rambam, and Gra. That's like how we relate to him, how we relate to him. That's one thing to know about the Gra. The second thing to know about the Gra is the Grah and he gave this over to Chaim Velazhner was an ish MS that was not scared to challenge things and argued that at times you have to be willing to take people on and if you don't that could even be like an isser on your end there's a very famous saara of Chaim Velazhner it's in Ruach Chaim Chaim Velazhner the great Talmud of the Grah Chaim Velazhner Perish and Perki Avos Ruach Chaim it's a very very well known comment I think it's an amazing comment we're told in Perkei Avos that you should have heavy misavik be'afaragleham. That when a person the simple pshat, people know this. What am I saying right now? I'm not, what? Ah, uh, heavy misavik be'afaragleham typically is a statement of bittel to chachamim. Heavy misavik be'afaragleham means that you should cleave to the to the dirt, to the dust of chachamim. Be mevatel yourself and be mekaval what they have. That's heavy misavik be'afaragleham. Rav Chaim Vlajner says. I hold it's a different shot. Having misavik is milashon vayivaster Yaakov levado vayeyavik ish imo vayivaster Yaakov levado pshat. Yaakov was left alone vayeyavik and he fought with Saurashal Asa vayeyavik ish imo. Heavy misavik Rag lehem says of Chaim You have to know that they're great and that you're at their feet, but misavik. You should be fighting with them in learning. You should be challenging them in learning. That you should be taking them on and let it be a certain kind of mechamah with a degree of humility. But the Gru understood my fight has to be a fight of real ms and taking things down. Chaim Velechner writes this a little bit of a well-known shuva also in Shut Chut Hameshulash. There are a couple svarim called Chut Hameshulash. Typically, they are svarim that involve discussions of three people who are connected. Pasuk says, That three people in a row, you'll see this. That, uh, that 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 three generations in a row are very strong. it's a three pronged string, it's a stronger string. So there's a biography about Chasam Sofer. But there's a tshuva, "Chod hamisholosh." Reb Chaim Vilasner, I believe, Reb Chaim um, where Reb Velazhner quotes that from the Gra that that a person who is hesitant to take on shulchan aruch so a person that, again, of a certain stature, to possibly Shulchan Aruch, even though you think it's wrong, could be a violation of, of, I think, you have to be willing to challenge these things and take them on. That is the G'ra. Not only is the G'ra comfortable taking on taking on Shulchan Aruch, the G'ra in many ways is uh, is not as phased by Minak HaOlam. Minak HaOlam, the G'ra understood, you know, it's like we have this line that we saw in Kovacim Basra and Dafez, doesn't mean omen Midhagim. So part of the question, is like, where do you draw the line? Which minhagim are like really solid to embrace no matter what, and which minhagim are the kinds of minhagim where you're like, <clears throat> so the Gura is very comfortable if he thinks it's halakhically incorrect or inappropriate, challenging minhagim. He's very comfortable doing that. No hesitation whatsoever. That that is a very very intense, a very intense thing. What does the Gura think about arguing with Rishonim? So here we find a couple, I think, fascinating, fascinating things. A couple fascinating things. Here's some good mekoros. We're in court right now about the Gura. Okay. The sefer called Ruach Eliyahu it was put out by, I believe, a person, a guy in Lakewood, in the early years of Lakewood, has a haskama from Rav Aaron Cutler's father-in-law, who was the Evan Azel versus Amamelter. Meltzer, great-grandfather. That the grah, he said Shamati Mepimor V'Rabi had gone to Varon Kaler. That he I heard the name of Aaron Kaler. Yes. There is a tradition that the grah held um, that he told him Chaim Velajner. Harama Misvara. If you argue Misvara against anyone, you argue Misvara. You could argue mis- just, just Misvara without a Raya. Misvara against anyone up to the Rama. The at harash berayas, and if you have good rayas, you can take on anybody up to the rush. Meaning, there seems to be an openness to challenging and taking on and taking on different, different reshonim, different, different, different reshonim. <coughs> Rav Moshe writes in Igros Moshe, Yeridah Chelk Alef Simukuf Alef. Rav Moshe writes in Igros Moshe, Havadai Shirishoyim Af Anu Lachok Al HaChronim. V'gamlefamim Al Ezer Reshonim Kishayis Rayas Nechonos. Rav Moshe seems to be on some level in that school of thought, that not often, but once in a while you can even take on Rishonim. If you have certain kinds of rise the Gmaris and Babasra, Ain Ladayan, that at times you can even take on take on Rishonim. It's one thing to give the permission to do so, but the Gras did it. The Gra took on Rishonim at times. The Gra took on Rishonim at times, and the Grah was viewed in many ways as a rule breaker. For what you are and are not allowed to do. I want to elaborate on this and explain it. I, I, I think it's a fascinating thing. People talk about the Grah. Velazner in the Hakadamah to the Grah's papers Sifra Ditsniyusa, writes about the Grah. There was come out no one in generations, in the generations prior to that, there was Amnat Madrega at all. And they write about just the amount of knowledge that he had and who he was. But here's the Yesod, which I think is, is a wild idea. Some quote in the Hagdama to the Grah on the Perish Rus Ne'elam, the following Yesod, it's, it's a very, very powerful one. There is a concept called Yuridas Hadoros. That's a Gemara in Brachos and Daflamit Hei. It's a Gemara in a bunch of places. Generations get weaker and weaker. There are exceptions to Euridas Hadoros. Ruf Cook made the argument. The Euridus Hadoros means that individual giants, that is a decrease in every generation, but he thought that the masses, the cloud at times, could actually develop and be more elevated. Cook thought that the cloud could perhaps be more, more moral over the years, that there are going to be certain degrees of elevation. There is another Mahalach. Ki madnu Rabbi Zedinu HaKadosh HaArizal. It's finally also an element to this, by, and I'll see this a lot also. But there's a Misora from the Arizal, that the idea of Yeridas Hadoros, which is a rock al-klal kolhador. hador Yeridas Hadoros, I don't I have this, I'm sheet, that Yeridas Hadoros means the klal drops. We are a lower generation than ten generations ago. Aval-yachid bidor, there can be individuals. Efsher she bidor ha there could be in the generation, neshama gavo'a maod, this high and elevated neshama, there could be people, there could be people that are so big that it's a special individual neshama that they break the rules of youridas hadoros. They are a special and elevated neshama sent into a door because that door requires it. The Doro vidoros habayim to change to uplift their generation. And future, and future Doros. And future Doros. The Chay Adam writes in the Hakdama to the Sefer, his Sefer, Zichor, Torah, Moshe, he says, at Poskim. He says, in Poskim, say that a lot of rules are, Al Harov That a lot of rules are generalities, most of the time. But he says, Sometimes there are exceptions. He was related to the gra said so we saw the gra the gra was like one of the rishonim all my and everything they say when the gru was older, the way that he would learn was he would open up a safer Torah, and he would go word by word showing everything that could emerge from that particular, you know, word. Which I found to be wild. I mean, when he was reading the Pasuk of, you know, and those couple took he was going through all of Mesecha's Kidushin and all of Mesecha's Gideon, he was invoking all of that. That means all levels of shot Ramad, drash, and Sod, all the way through halacha and maisa. That's what the gra was like. The Grah was a real deal, and like the stories about the gra, the things he did that we have—not stories that come from people ten generations later. Stories you have of people that were with the gra, his children writing about how little he slept and the intensity and and, the, and what he was. He is from echad minha, echad minha rishonim, echad minha rishonim. The Chazon Ish writes in a, in a famous letter. Who The gra is comfortable at times arguing the shonim intensely. Meaning some Achonim do it like a little bit here or there, and once in a while is a Gemara He did it like Mom is strong. He'll take on the rif and the rambam. And that's what he says. We relate to him in this kind of a way. He is an exception in the world of Yeridas Hadoros. He is a special and unique neshama that gets sent down. And gets sent down, he can take them on. Lest you think that the only people who relate to the Grah like this, this is an important hakdama for having to the Grah, are people like uh, the Chazanish, or people like of B'chayim that are in a Misora like, like the Grah. Reb Tzadok HaKohen of Lublin. of tzadok, uh, tzadok HaKohen. This is found in the sefer, Otzer HaMelech, on the Rambam. Where Tzadok writes, he's dealing with, with, with the Haggah from the Grah on a Tosefta in Taharos. He's dealing with the Haggah of the Grah on the and, and he has the following line. The Ahagra ain lahakshos mi ha-rishonim. You can't ask the Kasha on the Grah from the Rishonim. The Darko litpos Derek La'atzmo. Because the Grah's Mahalach is he does his own thing. He does his own thing. He's not citing that critically. He does his he does his own he does his own thing. He's willing to take them on to take them on at, at times. At times. It comes up a lot. The gra paskin something and he'll call Mizazam. People ask on the Gura, and it's like he can take on Sekam The Gura does it in a couple of ways. Some of them are less Mikhadash and some of them are more Mikhodash. Number one, the Gura never argues with Khazar. He's not thinking on Gemaras, but the Gra. Is comfortable explaining Gemaras in ways that are different from Rishonim. So that line I have from Barak is our job is to explain to Rishonim how they learn the Gemara. That's not true according to the GRA. According to the, the way the Grah learned it, he is comfortable explaining mahaltim that are against Rishonim. Now Achorim do this sometimes, but when Akhvorim does sometimes, it's often like again, they hedge their bets a little bit. You know, I would have said this, I, I would have said that. The Gra is very, very comfortable. Let alone the phenomenon that many of have or a reason to ask the question and they give their own answer In the reason. This is like he's comfortable explaining the Gemara differently. So is right that for us the Gemara would be a closed book without to be shown him, but if the Gro was comfortable at times, he was confident this is what you do. The Groh was also confident at times making Haga was changing gears of things, as what he thought must be the case must be with riots from other Marikazal this Gears is wrong, even though it seems to be the Gears that was popular amongst a bunch of Rishonim, he comfortable doing that. The Grah also comfortable paskining, arguing the Halacha differently than what is established as Minag Israel. That's why people call it sometimes Minag Hagra. Oh, I found Minag ha-gra. What's not minhag The P'shah is that Minag and not Minag, often a contrast, it's not like Minag Gra versus Minag of the Magan of Ram, or oh, Minag Hagra con- as, as opposed to Minag Olam. And things that were done for generations, the Groz confident saying some of it based on Rishonim, some of it even now he's Rishonim. But he's very confident taking on Shulchan Aruch at times. He's very confident challenging the normal practice. The Gras going to write that people should walk around him. you saw the pictures yesterday. I'd say as an example, very inspiring picture of of, of Rav Nevinzal walking and visiting the soldiers. So one of the things that many noticed about Nevinzal right away was that he, aside from a wonderfully beautiful smile, he was wearing tefillin. That's a bit. The Grah, the Grah, was of the opinion that really we should be wearing tefillin, you know. Again, which of us? How? When? But there should be a lot of tefillin wearing going on. A lot of tefillin wearing going on, you know, throughout the, throughout the day, throughout the day. That that's a the Grah was comfortable establishing that. Yeah, you're going to wear tefillin now. Yeah, Well, how. Yeah. Did you only um, challenge? Did you to <laughs> use the gears when you saw that style, or When he made yourself. There are different, like, of what they say out there. I don't I don't think that the shmuelas they have, like, only if he had, like, 20 gearsas, you know, when he'd be to changing it. I, I don't think of that's He would have rayas that it was the case. I don't know if he always had another Gearsa. <coughs> and he was mocked, I don't like, know. things that wouldn't get confused easily, or even if it wouldn't be easily gotten confused Like, in Makos, you have that I don't know. Of, like, there are definitely times where, whenever people tend to, there are definitely times where you change gears, and you're like, oh, I, I, I get that. Like, it seems something's up here. Um, I don't know the, the full extent of it. I just don't know the full extent of it. The Grah, which is important to know, is part of, like, the genius phenomenon. A lot of the gra's writing come from earlier in life, but the Grah's writing is very terse and very hard to understand. Geniuses sometimes have a very hard time being able to, like, write, because it's almost like it can't, like... Meaning, they say that Chaim Ozer had a trick, the Achiezer, that he was able to write... Reference this in time from this week. That he was able to write... He could have a notebook here and a notebook there... You can write with both hands different stickle torahs at the exact same time. I don't know if that's true, but it's amazing. You know, writing with both hands like uh, like that at the same time. That that there, 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 are, there are all these like genius figures that are out there. The, the grah very quickly references. There are in put out to explain just like the grah on this, the grah on that. Maybe we'll have to speak a little bit more about elements of the grah and the grah's exact uh, and the grah's exact torah. But it, it's important to appreciate. This, this, this particular point the Grah is not viewed as a as a regular figure and the Grah writes on everything Chumish or we have Torah from the Grah on everything from Halacha from Shas from a hala, uh, from, to Agada to, to, to Tanakh to Kabbalah uh, it is very if you're a real Grah person it is the, the Grah is on everything the Gra is on everything uh, most of the Sfarim we have of the Grah are written by Talmidim are written by Talmidim of the Grah um, that maybe we'll have the opportunity, again, to, to address in different in different ways. But he really does seem to break it in that sense. And here's the part of the point. The Akronim not arguing with Rishonim, it's pretty clear in the Chubas we quoted, in the Behuda, it's clear in what we quoted from the, uh, <coughs> from what we quoted in, in, uh, in, 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 so that there they, was no Klal. Just Achronim don't argue with Mishonim because Mishonim are so great. Well, it, it's, it's hard to do that, but because there's no klal, there can be there can be exceptions to it. But there's no real klal. Kishman quotes in the Safer, that Uvdi Yadana that someone asked what Moshe financing once, "Why can't I argue with a Rashba?" So if Moshe responded, "You could argue with a Rashba. You would just be an idiot for doing so. You are allowed to argue with a Rashba if you if you want. It would just be it would just be crazy." It would just be crazy to do so because of their own, their own clarity and their own understanding and who they are and what they do. But 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 there is something here, at least you know, enormously enormously powerful. So the Gra will explain Ma'amari Chazal differently. Torsky's father, uh, Professor Yitzhak Tursky, wrote an article, the Dmuto Shel Rambam, uh, to explain elements of Rambam. It's an amazing uh, Hakadasha, dedication in the beginning. I think his, his, mother was the Rav's daughter. So it's father, the son-in-law, the son-in-law of Salvechik. So he's writing an article about, about the Rambam, and he writes the nishmas mori nishmas my teacher and father-in-law. Levi salvechik. Rambam dorenu. This generation's Rambam. And then he writes about about the Rambam in that piece. In that piece, he then goes Migaon Lagon, He then references elements of elements of the grub. and he has a line there which I think is really intriguing about this whole phenomenon. Torsky's father uh, was a, a remarkable person, Professor He was a professor in Harvard. He was also the Tolna Rebbe. He was like a really unique kind of uh, kind of a figure, just like his, you know, sons were unique kinds of figures. Uh, a real giant. He writes as follows: Odlahayir Oki o Chaim, the the Reb Chaim Velajner Sagra, he evaluated the Gra ma'amina based on the following mahalik, which is out there. That there is a mesorer out there, which comes from elements of Sadiqon, and you find elements of this in Rambam, in Arizal, and Balshemtov. That there's a phenomenon out there, and, and this is going to be part of the Gra, which I think is going to be important for his Torah that there are special souls that are sent down to particular generations for what that generation needs, and they're elevated and holy. So Hasidim claimed that the Balshem was sent down to a generation. Balshem, Shem, Shvitar, was sent down because his history needed the Baal Shem and Hasidim at that moment. The Arizal, this very unique to Shama, was brought down because in the 1500s in Tzfas, there had to be a, re- a revolution when it comes to Kabbalah. The Grah is in that is in that not in the world of the, let's say the uh, in the world of the Baal Shem, but the, uh, that we will speak about at some point. But the Gra, this unbelievable capacity, he's echad min harishonim. He can explain things differently, and, and and he can really just has these like vast, vast writing, which is where people dedicate their lives to understanding Torahs Hagra. They're experts in the Gra, all their time being able being able to do so. So the Gra's impact is vast. It is, however, not really complete. I'll just end with like, with I think is interesting thing. However much impact the Gra had. Uh, Rab Sarei Diblitsky, who was a big time in Bnei Brak, passed away a couple of years ago, one of the real giants, points out in the Haskama, in Zaskama, the Sefer Ezer Elio, Siddur HaGra, that, that much as the Gra changed a lot of things about, about tefillah. A lot of Nusach and 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 Tefillah, etc. He points out that even those shuls dedicated to the Gra, there is not a single shul, I believe he points out, that actually even shuls that are dedicated to Hagi HaGra, that 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 that, are, that do everything the way the gra would. That do everything the way the gra did. The gra was on, on everything. Some things were really challenging. You know this minug, this how we dive in like that. A lot of it he thought was bringing back what was originally there. But but you don't find that many people, even gruniks quote unquote, follow out of the Grah, that are actually doing literally everything like the gra did with his own with his own hanhaga. So that's at least an element of the gra. Again, part one I would say of our introduction: the unique status of the gra. A lot of very, very important Torah, but again, Amoraim arguing with Bishonim, B'chule, so we saw as follows. We saw that the Kesef Mishnah writes, that Amoraim don't argue with Tanayim. We saw that we saw that uh, anyone posted Gemara's argument with Gemara, there was a Kabbalah of Klal Yisrael there. Reb writes, Rinpocheim taught uh, Luchanan that Amora could argue with the Tanayim, he just chose really, really not to. The Rush quotes today as, can, can Bishonim argue with Geonim, a bit of a Machlogah, we pass in, they could, but don't challenge all of Kal Yisrael, don't challenge the Minnig of Klal the Ramah and Chosh Mishba and Siman Chafheh. Can Achornu can, 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 can argue with we shown him, So it seems like they technically could, but you shouldn't. Technically could, but you shouldn't. That's what it, the pushup shots are of motion rights, but that's uh, Lemaisa. People are very hesitant to doing so, except for the Gra. Asher Lokam Kamo Harbe Harbe Doros ke and Harishonim yakhalakhal rifa around from Lashonish you can he 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 was able to challenge heavy miss Avic bufferagleam to take them on but Avic is emot willing to challenge things to take on Chanara to take on again even wish to explain Kimaris definitely there there never as messer tader rights there that's Al Gura. we don't ask from Mishonim he had his own particular mahal of how he's going to do it wildly wildly powerful stuff and i think very important stuff uh, as far as who the GRU is and what his story is all about, have a wonderful rest of your day.